And welcome into the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky, and that is the wonderful, the one and only. You know him, you love him. That's Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. I am uh, bringing a new look to the table today for our YouTube viewers and listeners. Uh, I have these brand new noise canceling headphones, uh, and. It's a little weird because I the AirPods are perfect because I can hear myself. Uh, this I can hear myself, but I don't know how loud I am. So I'm either like you know uh, the whole neighborhood can hear me, or I'm whispering because I'm afraid I'm being too loud. So uh, I don't know <laughs> where I'm at with this, but they're very comfortable and you sound great. So there you go. That's, that's all, all that, that matters. matters. And if anyone sneaks up on you, like a roommate hears you, he, you're talking too loud, and they have like. They're about to punch you in the face. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll just be like, "Thank you." So yeah, I won't be able. I won't be able to see them. I'll be so yes. focused on the takes and and our, our Bruins opinions that I, yes. I will not be able to see behind me. So I would, would so I can go like "bah," you know, or like "yes, good." Do you ever Make see those? Uh, do you ever see those self defense videos that that pop up every now and again on like TikTok or Instagram Reels? Have you have you ever oh, come yeah. across those? Yeah, I always see them and always like, yeah. There's not a chance I'd be able to do any of those. Videos. It's like, yeah, this guy has. Uh, if a, a group of five people have like uh, pistols pointed at you, here's you can disable all of them <laughs> in 0.2 seconds. I'd be like, nah, I would go, and then it's like, I'd be done. Yeah. Oh, no. I'd I miss the punch, and then and that's it. Yeah. You don't get two overs. You don't have the checkpoint. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, guys, can you wait? Like, give me 30 seconds. I'm going to watch this video, remind mm-hmm. myself of what to do, and then, you know, and then we you can would lose. Yeah, and then we can start, and then I would lose quickly. I love – my mom will sometimes send me them and say, like, this is good for you if you're ever in this – I'm like, mom, if I'm in that situation, like, I'm dead. I'm dead. I mean, what do you want me to do? You know, like, it's like if if someone sneaks up from behind you when you're in the car. And I'm like, well, I would be so scared shitless that I don't think I would react at all. Yeah, I'd probably be like, yeah, you can take – I'd probably be like, yeah, you can take the car. That's fine. fine. You can have it. I mean, I – you win. You snuck in. You found a way to, you know – put your arm around me in, in, as you know, in a chokehold as I'm trying to drive. Like, yeah, you know, the 2011 Honda Accord, please just take it. And I don't, I don't think <laughs> agency would really give a shit. So that's right. yeah. my car's up for a lease soon and I have a good deal on it. So maybe I'll defend it a little bit. Um, but I always love those, the self-defense videos. It's like, you know, and they do it in slow motion too. Like as if that would happen in real mm-hmm. life, you know, yes, or like, of Oh, just put your leg behind theirs. It's like, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. I, I think in those moments, my brain, I don't know if it would be able to function in that way uh, to yeah. remember every step I saw. Um, so anyways, that's the first. We've never talked self-defense videos on there here, but go. it's a very weird niche. Maybe the Maple Leafs can learn that. Yes. Oh, want to start there? Let's start there because this is this was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Reeves' uh, clip was uh, trending on Twitter of him uh, talking about how he was on the ice with Brad Marchand. That he would have done something. Mm. He would have done something. And, uh, you know, part of our job is fact-checking, right? We got we to gotta hold those in power accountable. That's journalism mm. 101. And turns out, turns out, Ryan Reeves was on the ice quite a bit with Brad Marchand uh, in that Thursday night game. And nothing happened. Nothing really happened. Uh, what do you take away from all this? I mean, this is like one of uh, a couple of times already this season in which that Maple Leafs team uh, has given you some really juicy sound bites a day after doing jack shit in the <laughs> game. So, uh, I mean, what was that, the the Corey Perry game where they played Chicago and 
uh, had all these good juicy sound bites afterwards about him after Corey Perry scored a goal against them in, in that game, right? Like, again, you can say all the shit you want, but if you're not going to do it during, and again, I'm not saying like, you know, the code of hockey says they needed to take a run at Lori or someone else like that. But like, if you're going to say all this shit and like, if you're uh, the Maple Leafs and you look at like what their change of leadership is and what they clearly tried to prioritize this year, which is adding more grit, pushback, physical deterrence, whatever you want to call it, um, into their lineup. Maybe look to see some of the, that playing out there. Because right now, like, all the moves they've made have not worked out for them, right? Like, whether it's Bertuzzi, who has not played well at all, has been on the fourth line last week against the, uh, in that Bruins game. Uh, Max Domi's not really doing much of anything. Like, you get in Reeves, signed to a three-year deal. I think Sam Lafferty uh, is playing very well uh, out west now that they moved away from him, which, again, if you're Toronto, you probably needed more high motor energy guys on the fourth line as opposed to a guy like Ryan Reeves who does nothing during game, but chirp on the bench and then plays seven minutes, does nothing. And then gives you a really good sound bite the ah. day after. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Right? Like what, I mean, what are we like, what is Toronto doing there in terms of these things? Like, you know, we have all the, you know, waxing poetic about what you need to do and then do jack shit on the ice. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what exactly their deal is. It's the same old Toronto, man. Like, they can change that identity. They can change whatever they want in terms of the leadership. But if you're trying to drastically change shift gears of what your identity is, it's some weak shit, man, to, to talk all about that the entire offseason, talk about it before and after game and do absolutely nothing during it. So, hell, I mean, the Bruins play uh, Toronto, I believe it's December 2nd. I think in Toronto, I, I want to say, is their next game. So I'll be curious to see what Ryan Reeves says on December 3rd. Yeah, really he's He's good. I bet you, Connor, I'm going to say this. I bet he has some awesome sound bites after. Mm. Oh, what he would have done. I tweeted, it's sort of like, you know, when, when you get in an argument with someone and the comeback comes to you, you know, five minutes later. And you're like, ah, oh, that would have killed. You know, like Seinfeld. I always bring it up. But, you know, the ocean called. They run out of shrimp. The jerk store called. They run out of you. And it, it's just, you know, I... I I love that idea of, uh, you know, the, all the talk they've had throughout the off season. And, you know, it's sort of like when, when you're going out with, you know, a, a, one of your friends who's single, especially if you're a guy, he says, ah, I'm talking to so many girls tonight, you know, I'm going to hit the bar and you see them there on the, the weather app or, you know, sticking with the guys. And then after, oh, I'm so close with one, you know, that's basically, uh, sort of what that was like, uh, from Ryan Reeves. It kind of hits at a bigger point with the Maple Leafs. And we, we talk about this a lot. Um, they just don't have it. They don't have that winning thing, whatever it is. I mean, you know, you can obviously look towards the net. Don't really have a set situation there. Uh, on D they kind of continue to get these guys who are fringe top pairing defensemen and hope they evolve into top pairing guys or number one defenseman. Um, up front, you have a ton of firepower, right? Like Matthews, Marner, and Elander, Tavares. Like Tavares had a great start to his season, but they just that next thing that that galvanizes teams. You know, you would think. I mean, I remember even back like this was years ago, so it's not really applicable to now. But remember when Mark Savard, uh, the Matt Cook incident, how mm-hmm. nobody responded in the moment to Matt Cook, and then you know a few games later, Sean Thornton immediately from the drop takes on Cook, and that team became way more accountable and. You know, I think mm-hmm. that they sort of uh, got what they, you know, from that a year later when they were accountable all season and won a Stanley Cup. Like, they, I'm not saying they need to have these line brawls, Toronto does, but 
don't talk if you're not gonna, you know, this sounds cliche, walk the walk. Like you, you do need, if you're going to say all that stuff, you got to follow through on it. Um, and you know, again, I just think Toronto, especially with the GM situation, just, I don't know what the deal is there. Um, so again, it's more just, and I, by the way, I think Toronto will find themselves at some point this year and they'll the talent's be still there. Like, yeah, like they're talented right. as hell, but I just, I don't know what's next. Um, but again, it, we'll see. They won their first playoff round last year. We'll see if they can do it again this year. Uh, pretending like they won the Stanley cup up there. Yeah. Um, anyways, big news over the weekend. Bruins lost their first regular season game of the year. Tragedy. Tragedy, lost it. No more undefeated season. Um, what did you take away from Saturday night's game? Because I, mean, I had one takeaway, but you go first. Uh, yeah, I mean, all but inevitable, right? And I think when you look at the state of the decor, feel like that was brewing, right? I mean, they had a great game uh, last Thursday against Toronto, where a lot of guys really stood tall um, in a lot of unfavorable circumstances, but. It's hockey. Those things end up being rather inevitable when you got three guys out there and Lori, Mitchell, and Motherspoon that um, sooner or later, you know, Ben Book Don't Break is going to, you know, go against you in that spot. And to Detroit, as much as I think we've talked about them before of how legit they are or what have you, they still have enough proven NHL talent sprinkled throughout that lineup that can do a lot of damage to a lot of different D pairings. And I think you kind of Saw that both at five and five play and uh, during the PK where you know you don't have guys like Forbert uh, uh, out there, so two power play goes against. I'm not you know hitting the the alarm or anything like that, but when you look at just what the state of this decor is right now, it was to be expected to, for there to be some uh, tough waters ahead. You had to chart your way through, so not really surprised by the outcome. Unfortunate that it was you know you leading in the third period and then kind of things just really slip away from you quickly, but. Um, that's kind of my takeaways. Not entirely surprising given the personnel you had out there. No, I agree with you. I will also say this. It's going to happen this year, right? This roster is not the same one last year where they were just, you know, they didn't slump ever. They're going to lose some games. Uh, the goaltending is not going to be as good some games because the roster in front of them is not as good as it was last year. Not saying this is going to be the case every game. By the way, we're recording this. I want to preface this. We're recording this prior to Monday night's game against the Dallas Stars. Uh, nothing we can do. It's a Monday night game. Unconventional. What are you going to do? Um, even though we're both, I think, wearing green right now. So yeah. maybe it's a foreshadowing. Uh-oh. Um, but I just... Again, they're going to lose games. Uh, they blew a 2 nothing lead. They they had, you know, the, defensively they were really rough. That's going to happen. You do not have Bergeron. You don't have Krejci. Um, you're missing a firepower up front. The funny thing is they scored four goals, <laughs> which is like, you know, the game that they really seem to be, you know, all right offensively. Uh, defensively, they're not great. But it's going to happen this year. And it doesn't mean that they're bad. It doesn't mean that, you know, you need to, uh, you know, there needs to be these all these trades. They're just, they're not as perfect as they were last year. And uh, you're going to see some growing pains, I think, over the next couple of games, potentially. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just look at the way these things are built up. Like, even I think Lori's numbers weren't necessarily that great. Like, this is the uh, the flip side of, I think, the excitement and the, uh, the intrigue that's with having some of these younger players in the lineup. It's great when they're 
really performing well, and it gives you optimism both for this year and for the future of what you have in a guy like Laura Iapatra. But the flip side of that is, you know, the the growing pains that kind of come with injecting all this young talent into the lineup, especially at key areas, right? This isn't like Laura's being ushered in the third pairing or or what have you, or Patra's uh, like shielded in terms of his defensive assignments. Like when you're especially on the road, the other team has last change and they can really kind of pivot or, you know, cater those matchups to what they're looking for. You're going to have, you know, times where these really skilled uh, young players who have a long period in the NHL are going to take their lumps. Like that That comes with kind of the, the greater picture of what you're trying to do this year. Um, and it may not be pretty. There's going to be times where you have maybe uh, two or three games that are going to be sided off of a really bad defensive lapse or a costly turnover or being too aggressive or, or what have you. But I think you, you take those um, those hard lessons learned if, one, it's – these younger players who are part of your present and especially your future learn from it. And you're able to, you know, build, it's all about, I think, building your game. That's what Jim Montgomery has said multiple times this year is, you know, getting towards where they want to be, getting guys up to speed, have everyone buying in. And if it results in a really few frustrating games, like uh, in Detroit or a couple more games in November and December, but it leads to greater returns in February, March and beyond, not just this year, but in the years ahead, I think you take that. It just it comes with the territory of what this roster is right now. Not only how shorthanded they are, but with the amount of younger players that you hope build their game uh, in the the weeks and months ahead. Yeah, you nailed it there. Uh, I want to touch more on this in a second, but first, quick word, quick word from our sponsor. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So, Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. Again, FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. In Mass, 21 plus and present in Mass. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com, gamblinghelplinema.org, or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start, gamesensema.com, or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Now, back to the show. It's interesting, you know, you look at that Thursday night game against the Leafs, and then the juxtaposition of that on Saturday against the Red Wings, and, you know, Thursday night, Mason Lowry has an incredible debut, gets an assist, could have had a goal, great in his own zone. The, the numbers for him were outstanding, um, both, you know, surface, surface level numbers and advanced analytics. And then Saturday is a different story, right? Advanced analytics aren't great, not a huge impact, all these types of things. You, you hit it. That's going to happen with younger players. It's okay. You know, guys are going to be inconsistent at that age. Now, I will say... Patra had quite the goal Saturday night. Yes. Oh impressive. my God. It is It is also funny for a guy that I think is going to be probably best known in the offensive zone for being a really good playmaker. He's kind of the guy scoring the goals right now. I don't know if that's 
just the way these games are going, the the talent around him, what have you. But it is funny that he's kind of taking the initiative with some of these plays, which is, I think, good, right? This is a guy that I think his natural instinct is to look for the extra pass or set up someone else. But when the opportunity is there, he's not taking that split second to scan. He's he's going for the opportunity in the great AI. So uh, I always continue to be really encouraged by what you're seeing from him, even with the kind of bumps along the way. You'll take those if the guy's burying goals uh, every couple of games in the NHL. Oh, my God. And the other thing is a great play by Shattenkirk. Good heads-up play to keep yep. it in and then to dish it back to Patra. But as you said, it's interesting. You wonder how teams are playing Patra, uh, knowing that he is a great playmaker. Uh, on that play, if memory serves, there really wasn't – the Red Wings defended the pass there. They let him have that breakaway. And you wonder, obviously, hockey's a split-second game. You know, obviously, if you're a defenseman, you always take the pass, typically. But, you know, I think if that's a more, um, you know, assertive – Younger player who always shoots, right? A shoot first guy. Maybe the defender, I forget who the defender was in front of the net there for the Red Wings, but maybe he steps up and tries to, you know, uh, protect against Patra. But instead, they kind of just let him go to the net, potentially thinking, hey, maybe he's going to dish it off or won't have the confidence to finish it. Dude finished it without <laughs> without any issue. Yeah. Um, so again, I, I, I like the assertiveness to take it to the net and to make a nice move, right? Not just, oh, I need to get a shot on net. You know, let me take a quick little wrister. Uh, just dangled, dangled for the goal. So um, again, he continues to impress. And just, and again, there are games of his that aren't great either, right? You remember that, that um, the San Jose game was yeah. not outstanding or even the, you know, the first half of the game against Toronto on Thursday night was not anything crazy, but that's okay. That's okay. It's a younger team. Um you know, there's going to be some bumps along the way. You're going to lose some games. Maybe you lose a couple in a row. Not the end of the world. Don't worry. You're not the San Jose Sharks. Uh, that that team's incredible, Thank by God. the way. Oh, my God. 20 goals in 24 hours. That's, I mean, I saw someone write today that they're a team that, like, every game there's going to be a new record. Just a sad record that they hit. I mean, it'll be great when Macklin Celebrini is over there with uh, another uh, famous uh it's like pretty much BU West out there with Quinn, Greer, all those guys. So makes a lot of sense. And you got BC, Will Smith. So sorry about that. That's sorry fine. about that. That too. That too. Got to take him when you can get him, I guess. Um, one takeaway I had from the defensive issues on Saturday night, right? Wotherspoon, Mitchell, Lowry in the lineup. Um, it's going to happen, as you said. But, you know, there's a lot of talk of trade Grizzlick, you know, trade Forbert. And granted, this is a special situation, right? Grizzly and Forbert are both hurt. Uh, McAvoy is suspended for four games. Um, still, though, shit happens on D, right? Shit happens on defense. And that's why I am a little hesitant, unless there's a great deal to be made when the deadline comes around or, you know, a team loses their a puck-moving defenseman and says, we need to go out and get one right now. Matt Grizzly will give a second-round pick for um, I'm not dying to give anybody up on the back end because you're going to need these guys. I mean, it's not even down the stretch and they're having injury trouble up uh, back there. Yeah, no, I mean, it's the same. We had the same argument, I think, last week talking about the, you know, keeping Bertuzzi with moving a guy like Olmark. Well, even if it's a fifth round pick, you got to get Bertuzzi. It's like you shouldn't give away really valuable assets for pennies on the dollar, especially when you just look at the inevitable nature of, of hockey over a long, long season, whether it's in the regular season or the playoffs, like you need quality defensemen because it's going to happen. You're going to be down a few guys, whether it's in a playoff series during the dog days, hell, when you get to 
match and it feels like you're playing every other day or like back-to-back games, what have you, like you're going to need everyone you can get and having, you know, whether it's when everyone's healthy and Grizzlick is the odd man out, if it's Forbert, if it's Chat and Kirk, like you're going to have a very solid guy being the outside looking in, which is tough for them, but you're going to kind of need all of them, right? At this point, like, again, maybe if some things change and Laura takes a huge step forward and you can afford to maybe move on from a guy, but I wouldn't be so hesitant just to do it for the sake of doing it or for the sake of you need, if you're, you know, viewing a guy like Fulbert or Shattenkirk or Grizzly as not being part of the long-term plan. So I'd trade him, trade him in February or March. i just do it. It's like, no, like these guys are still really valuable assets that even unless it's someone is panicking and is giving you a second or, or hell a late first for <laughs> a guy like Grizzly, then you have to be like, okay, maybe we reevaluate some things there. But if it's for just, uh, some extra draft assets for a guy that even if maybe he's not playing 20 minutes a night, like you need bodies on the blue line. And I think you, you've seen it over these last couple of, of games where whether it's Forburton where he was missed in terms of uh, that PK unit, which looked pedestrian for the first time all season against Detroit, whether you're looking at Grizzly and what he can bring in terms of puck movement. Um, he can play with McAvoy, but he can play on the right side. Uh, Montgomery even said, you know, I think it was the day before his injury that he's been the most shot ready, assertive guy in the offensive zone amongst their defensemen, um, which is good to see. So, um, and then again, Chattanooga, I think he's had a couple of pretty solid games the last uh, couple of weeks as well. So all those guys can, can play in your lineup, can play regular minutes and can step in when needed if one of them's your seventh E. So I would not be, has, uh, I would not be ready or gung ho at all to uh, move on one of those guys just for the sake of doing it. If it gets you a, fourth or fifth round pick that doesn't really mean all that much when all of a sudden you're missing a guy in a critical spot later on this season. Yeah. I, I just, I go back to like uh, what we've said about the trade deadline uh, throughout the off season and, and, you know, to start this season is you don't want to be adding a ton because you don't have a lot of assets to give up the assets you do have. You'd like to keep right. Patra low rye Lysel's value is fairly low. Although I do want to hit on Lysel before we get out of here. Cause Lysel had a really good week. Um, this past week, but you're not really going to want to sell low on a former or not a former, a first round pick who has a fair amount of upside. Um, and you don't have a first this year and you don't want to start selling off first for the future for this kind of team, but you're still going to be in the playoff mix and defensive goaltending is your strength. Why would you take away, uh, a guy off D like a Grizzly or a Forbert who can help you a lot, uh, you know, down the stretch. And I know Grizzly hasn't played a ton of the playoffs last couple of years, but I mean, you know, if injuries happen, you're going to rely on him over guys in Providence, hopefully. So to me, I don't see the reason for dealing them. Um, I guess if it was Grizzlick for a top six wing, maybe you think about it, but even then I doubt that happens. Like, yeah. um, so that's why I'm not gung ho on dealing these, uh, these extra defensemen because you always need them. You always need these guys. By the way, uh, Mitchell is like Connor Clifton 2.0. Uh, that dude yeah. is just <laughs> the most aggressive, uh, you know, defenseman you can find. Just jumping in the play, scoring chances. Uh, just, you know, like Mitchy hockey out there, I guess. Yes. Is, uh, is the way to put it. Um, before we head out, uh, Mark Diver had a tweet. Uh, Best week of the young season by Miles for Fabian Lysel. Scored a goal and assisted on two in Friday's win. Sniped a goal off the rush and added an assist on Saturday. Uh, leads Providence in scoring, uh, or led them at least through Ted get ten games. Uh, that's really good. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm not, 
an expert on uh, on this season in the for for Providence. I haven't watched a ton of the of the P Bruins, uh, but what I will say is, you know, it's no secret Lysel's value is and was down, especially after training camp, and for him to be having this start to the season in Providence, I think helps because a Maybe that's a guy you turn to at some point during the season. He earns his way up to the varsity roster. Um, you know, and at the very least, starts to build that trade value up a little bit. So down the road, if his value's high and there's a legit deal for him, maybe that's something too. Yeah, it's a win-win both for you know the Bruins and for him that whether he's putting himself on the fast track to the NHL or he's becoming a a coveted piece that can both help the Bruins and maybe give him a spot where he can really thrive in a top six role somewhere else. Like if you can just play well in Providence, whatever that path is, whether it's the linear one towards the uh, TD Garden or to another team where he has more of an opportunity, um, that's good news for Lysel. And again, like I think you look at him, and I, I don't think we're ready to declare like what exactly he can be at the NHL level. Like he's still intriguing, but he needs to just continue to build his game before we make any sweeping predictions about him. But I will say that for a guy that clearly has room to grow in a couple of key areas um, did not really have a, a strong preseason or a camp. Uh, the amount of like piling on you got for that guy, like after he got sent down to Providence of like people just calling him a bust seems very premature for someone who played all of one year in the uh, AHL last season, still just 20 years old. Like Mason Laura is almost over two years older than him. Um, you know, and he does have a good skill set, So if he can, you know, take the disappointment of, you know, how last year ended this preseason and build his game to where look like he's doing that, good for him because that's a, not a guy that I'm ruling out of, of being a potentially productive NHLer uh, down the road at some point. Um, so, yeah, it's really good to see that. It's good to see that hopefully he can take some of that disappointment, either put it in the rearview mirror or kind of build it into that motivation of how he's attacked this year so far. And this team, the, the Bruins, the Boston Bruins, do have – somewhat of a need for a top six score on the wing. If he continues to trend up like this, right, and continues to play like this, he's going to get a shot up there. So again, I, he's not a bust. <laughs> you can't yes. say that yet. Uh, we said this in the offseason. Like, there are downsides to his game. Yes, his play away from the puck is, you know, wasn't great over the summer, wasn't great in camp. Um, but if he continues to produce like this and make strides and improve his game, he deserves a shot at the NHL level, and I think, uh, you know, will have earned it. So, um, again, don't rule him out yet. Um, and, I'm again, I'm not ready to trade him either, even though he – because, again, the value's low. People are like, oh, get, get rid of him now. You know, sell low. It's like, no, like, see what you got in him. See what you got. See what you got in that guy. So, anyways, Connor, what can people look forward to from you over at the Boston Globe and Boston.com? Yeah, we're going to be covered up throughout the season, whether it's game recaps, columns, features, breakdowns, all that stuff over on both those websites. So please read all of our stuff over there, not just me, but all the other hardworking people we have on staff over at boston.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that, and hopefully you will just be focusing on Bruins and none of that Patriots stuff. Oof. Oof. Not good. Not, not great. great. No, not great. Not a great start to that season or season in general. But anyways, Bruins, thankfully, are in a better spot. Uh, that's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky, Bruins Beat listeners. Great rest of your week. Teenage Wasteland.